0: hello welcome to another episode of due time and in today's episode i want to speak about the uniqueness the uniqueness of god's creation in each one of us when god created man in genesis chapter one When you read from verse 26, God said, let us create man in our image and after our likeness. And let him have dominion over everything. And that's exactly what God did. God created man and gave him dominion over what he had created before man. And man was only subject to God. All else was subject to man. Everything God created before man became subject to man. In other words, God had created those things and he created man to rule over those things. That tells you the ability that God put in man. That means all those things were created and those things were there. Then God created man so that man can rule over those things that he created, whether it's this thing, uh, uh, Time, whether it is days, whether it is light, whether it's uh, vegetation, whether it is uh, the animals, the fishes, the birds, everything created was put under man. So man had absolute control, authority over creation, and that's the way it was until, and that's the way it was, and that's where it continues to be. But something happened in Genesis chapter three, as we, uh you know, as we are aware, and. The point I want to make here is that man was given authority over creation. That means man has within him the ability to rule over creation. Now if you understand that man was made in the image and likeness of God and that God is love as revealed to us in the book of 1 John, you will know that. If you have that information and you take it back to Genesis chapter 1, then you will say that love created man in his image and after his likeness and gave him dominion over the works of his hands. Which means that love, not tyranny, not wickedness, created man to love his creation. So, man had the ability within him to be able to love his creation. And one of the first things we see man doing in Genesis chapter 2 was to name God's animals, God's creation. God brought them to Adam, brought them to the man. So, to see what he would name them. And whatever name he gave them was the name thereof. So, what does that mean? It means within man, Man, there was an inherent ability to name, to know, to, uh, to, to be able to identify and uh, allocate resources. And what kind of resources am I talking about? I'm talking about uh, skills, talents, abilities were allocated to each creation. The four-footed animals, four-footed beasts. And so man had that ability to allocate. So what does that mean? If you read Genesis chapter 1, you will see that God created and allocated abilities and position to everything he created, You know, we read, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness, and he called the light day, and called the darkness night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And then God created a firmament in the midst of the heaven. God separated the, uh, the waters above from the waters beneath. So God was calling out, separating, allocating, and determining relationships all in a day. All right, so this ability was also given to man was made in the image and the likeness of God. That means man was created to function like God. So this functionality was displayed when he named the animals and was able to separate each, was able to allocate. So what we find here is that man has in him an ability that we need to understand and explore. We need to explore the abilities God put in man. And if you go with me to Matthew chapter 18, if you start from verse 18 all the way to verse 21, uh, the Bible says that if you shall ask, if you if two of you shall ask, you know, within those verses it says if two of you shall agree concerning anything shall be done for them, and whatsoever, you know, if if you agree on anything shall be done for you, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in your midst. So this is a secret for creativity. This is a secret to do things that were in uh, that are supposedly impossible to do. Within relationships you find things that are impossible becoming possible. Within relationships are found abilities that were not found in individuals. When two people come together in agreement in love for the purpose of creating something that will be beneficial to mankind on earth because you have to understand that love created the heavens and the earth and love is ever looking out for ways to make life on earth greater than it was before so when you come together to achieve what love would want on earth there is a supply From God, which is in man you find that ability to make earth better when you come together in love when you come together for to make things better when you come together to make life on earth better for everyone on it there's a supply of heaven a supply of the spirit that comes into play he said if two or three are gathered together in my name there i am that's where love is found love is found where two or three you know if you read in the book of first john he said, if we fellowship together we walk in the light and his blood cleanses us from all error from all unrighteousness in other words if you come together in love if you come together in fellowship if you come together in agreement with the will of god for the earth that means when you come together or before you come together with the intention to come together which is to make the earth a better place you must ask and discover uh you must ask and discover the will of love the will of God for you Lord, what do you want to do? How do you want this thing to really be? So you can bring correction to things that are not right. That is why it says if you come together in fellowship and walk in the light as he is in the light, say said the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse you from all errors, from all unrighteousness. So that means wherever you find unrighteousness, wherever you find error on earth, if you will come together with God and with another human, God will release a solution into your heart that will, the blood of Christ will flow the blood of jesus would flow to cleanse you of all unrighteousness to bring correction to that error it could be a, an error in the body it could be an error in uh, in your marriage in your relationship in your family if you come together in his name there will be a release of the blood of christ the cleansing blood of jesus christ to bring correction do you understand so love corrects there's no such thing as an, as an hopeless case when it comes to Christ. He died to shed his blood, his precious blood that has the ability to bring correction to everything that is wrong. Everyone who is born again has this. We all have access to the blood of Jesus, to the cleansing power of the blood, the correcting power of the blood. Do you understand me? If you come together and discover the will of God, there is a release. That is, there's a release of power to bring correction. Whatever is necessary to bring the correction is made available. Whether it is intelligence, whether it is understanding, whether it is patience, whether it is joy, whether it is, you know, whatever it may be, whether it is an invention, whether it is an idea, whether it is uh, a space. Everything that is necessary to bring correction, to make love manifest, to remove darkness and bring light, to come, to bring light out of darkness will be made available the moment you come together for the purpose of love, which is to make things better, which is to make things as God wants them to be. You say, look, whether you, if you gather together in my name, you will find me there. I will be there. To bring correction. I will be there as my blood. I will be there as my love. I will be there as my light. I will be there in whatever capacity that is necessary to bring glory out of the situation. That's what God is saying. Now, as children of God, we need to understand this and master it. That is what many have not yet understood. That is why you keep going out there. You have forgotten the power of fellowship. Light is released. The cleansing power, the correcting power of the blood of jesus is released the cross which brought light the bible says in first in second uh timothy chapter 1 verse 10 it said death has been abolished life and immortality has been brought to light through the gospel death he has abolished death death he has abolished death death was not the plan of god death is the enemy of god we know this the bible tells us that the last enemy to be destroyed is death so we know death is not of God. So, and it tells us that this death has been abolished. So where there was death, now there is life. So life and immortality. When you have immortality, there is no more possibility of death. Now these things are available and they have been, re- you know, revealed to us. Because these things have been revealed to us, we need to bring them to bear wherever we find death. As children of God who now know this are supposed to come together to make manifest uh, the power of immortality, the power of life, which we are, is also stated in a different way when it says that the, the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of this, uh, the, from the law of sin and death. So, wherever you find sin and death, you have to replace it with life. You have to replace it with life. So, how do we get to do this? Fellowship is very important. Fellowship is very important. That tells us that no matter how wrong or however wrong it has been, Jesus Christ's blood, his cross, is able to reverse and not just reverse things from bad to okay but to improve and make a mortar so the the power of upgrade the power of improvement the power of transformation is inherent in in our fellowship in our fellowship so what is the communion let me talk about the communion what is the communion you find this in the communion it says come together and break bread right when we come together he's talking about the same thing in Matthew chapter 18 when he says "If two or, two, uh, two or three are gathered together in my name there I am in their midst if two of you shall agree concerning anything shall be done for you right so that the, the communion is basically coming together so that Christ is formed When christ is formed whatever error is in your life in your lives or whatever error you notice that you want to come together to bring christ to bear that is you he said uh, life and immortality is is brought to light so you want to bring life and immortality to light when there's life and immortality death is no longer in operation death does not have power over you because the law of the spirit of life has made you free from the law of sin and death so whereas death was operational before whereas the law was operational before and the law always found fault and the result is death it says this death has now been abolished how through the revealing of life and immortality so you replace death with life and immortality true fellowship, which is what the communion really is. People don't understand communion. The communion, the only communion you take is actually a feast. It's uh, a coming together in agreement. You come together to agree concerning the word of God. So when we come together to agree concerning the word of God, yes, we may break bread, we break bread, we drink wine that is the flesh of Christ and the blood of Jesus. That, that's what it is. But it, it, the, the key thing there is not just the breaking of bread. It's, to, it's the fellowship. Because if you gather together in his name, he is there to do all these things. He is revealed, brought to light. Life and immortality are brought to light. So no matter how terrible a situation is, if you bring these things that I've shared with you uh, uh, to bear on that situation, he is telling you the solution is not found on the earth, but the solution is found in Christ. When you bring Christ on the situation, the solution is Christ. The solution is the fellowship the fellowship is to produce solution to produce light is to produce love and the love will bring correction for example if a child is born in a family with sickle cell adhd whatever it may be leukemia if you it says look if you come together like this i will be there light will be there then you'll be cleansed from every error cleansed of the leukemia cleanse of the adhd cleanse of lack of poverty i will cleanse you of it now imagine if we come together all the time we would eradicate all unrighteousness we'll cleanse ourselves from all unrighteousness now imagine a family where there's no unrighteousness no error nothing wrong is that the end no now that there's nothing wrong now we can hide to what we have and make things better now we are not just talking about life we're talking about god life then we are talking about immortality immortality is the ability it, it, it means the absence the permanent absence of death no more errors no more faults so when you read first corinthians when you read chapter two into chapter three it was talking about it's talking about the wisdom of god if you read uh the end of chapter two it says we have the mind of christ yeah it says we have the mind of christ we have the mind we have the mind of christ it's talking about our fellowship so is there a solution you need is there an idea you need is there an invention that is necessary if you come together in love for the purpose of solving a problem you know making things better what happens is this you would Form the mind of Christ and solutions will come. And it's not just an idea that would come. It is resources. It is uh, might. It is uh, fellowship. It is everything necessary to bring a solution and to bring God to bear. In order to produce solutions that will bring glory to God and give us the benefits. So this is something that many people don't understand. You need to know the power behind Fellowship behind the communion, behind the uh the coming together in his name. This is what he wants. Say, look, he said the world will see, the world will see your love for one another. Then they will know that I truly came, and they will be convinced. Your love for one another is talking about your fellowship coming together in his name, being in agreement, loving one another. When you begin to do that, things will begin to come out of that union. That will convince the world that truly Jesus Christ is real. Because they, they are they, people today are not where you know they are not that were not alive in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John when Jesus Christ walked the earth. It's only those who knew Jesus Christ then who saw him. Like that, that said, look, I saw him, I saw him. But how do we see Jesus Christ today? As we come together, people are able to see him. When we come together in His name, say, I am dead. Well, if He is dead, then they will see Him. So we don't gather together in church on Sundays or in our homes and Christ is not revealed. Then there's something wrong. Then how do we come together so that Christ is seen? So come together in love. You have to agree. Come together in his name. It's not a religious exercise. So these are the things that we need to look at. The power of fellowship. The power of our communion. In the prayer, the benediction, it says, uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship, the koinonia, of the Spirit. It's speaking about love, grace, fellowship. Grace. Love. Fellowship. That's, that's what we are talking about here. If you, if you see these things... And you will see these things, they will be heightened, they will be increased when we come together. Each one of us carry this uh, grace, love, and fellowship. We have this, but when we come together, knowing what we carry, you know, then we, we amplify what we have individually. Then the whole world can see. They are going to see problems disappear. They are going to see solutions come out of our fellowship. And they are going to know. They are going to see this consistently. That they are going to be convinced that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. And he's not a myth. He's not just an historical figure. He's actually who the Bible claims he is. Yeah. Now, talking about those who saw Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, uh, Peter said, he said, We well, look, we saw him. i mean john said we saw him we handled him we related with him peter said look we were there with him on the holy mount we saw his glory as of the only begotten son of god we saw it we we were eyewitnesses of his glory but he said that look though we saw all these things there's something and you guys didn't him. he's dead now most of you just came into christ you didn't even hear about him you're just hearing about him now Look so, look, so he's talking about those who did not see Christ physically, like they did. Say, but look, we have a more sure word of prophecy than a voice speaking about Him from heaven that we heard and we saw the glory. Now, if you hold on to His word, say, look, His word is as good as seeing Him physically. In fact, it's even better because the Jesus Christ of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was limited in a way, but the Jesus Christ of the resurrection, the resurrected Christ, had greater glory. Yeah. Now, that is the Jesus you have. Now, Paul said, look, I don't want to know the Jesus Christ in the flesh, the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I would rather know the Jesus Christ that resurrected. That is a greater Jesus Christ. That is the one that everybody now has... The ability to have to manifest that is a greater Jesus, an unlimited Jesus Christ that was not limited by space and time that is everywhere at once, that can be in several people. So this Jesus Christ is the one you have, which you all you do well to hold on to as a light in the darkness until the day dawns and the daylight arises in your heart. This is the Jesus Christ the world wants to see, the one that solves every problem, makes you happy, breaks the chains, liberates you, sets you right, sets you above your enemies, sets you and makes you greater than you ever thought possible. Not a religious Jesus, not a re- not the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that operated under the law, but the Jesus Christ who resurrected as a conqueror from the dead. Who three of principalities and powers as revealed to us in the book of Colossians. This is the Jesus Christ we want to manifest. This is the Jesus Christ that the world needs to see, not the religious Jesus Christ they are arguing about. Nobody argues with Christ if they see him. Everyone who has seen Jesus Christ believes. Don't just tell me stories about Christ. Reveal Jesus to me. And the way to reveal Christ is through communion, is through fellowship is through walking in the light and the blood of Jesus Christ that they have been hearing about cleanses all unrighteousness from us then the reality of what he did becomes visible for the unbeliever to see that's where the gifts begin to play out prophecy, everything the gifts and all of that so these things is given to every man to prophesy with her, as revealed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 do you understand me? So, we need to understand what fellowship is. And that's what God is telling us in this time and season. So, if you have two or three, you, you have enough to manifest Christ. Then, of course, we are going to increase. Because the more you manifest Christ, the more people will come to Christ. And the numbers will increase. That's where growth comes from, you know. Growth in Christ is not about meeting a quota. It's not about eating the target, No you fellowship right then the numbers will grow it will increase that's it praise the lord so we'll talk more about this i'll just keep sharing my thoughts and ideas that i receive with you and i believe if you listen to these things and act on them you will produce results yeah Consistent with uh, scriptures. So we need to understand the power we have with us and the power of fellowship. You know, we talked about the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we are talking about the gospel of the kingdom. And the kingdom is not one person, the kingdom is a king and his people. So it's a communion, it's a fellowship, it's a city, it's many people, many families, people of different tongues and tribes coming together. So it's not just individuals being saved now, it is a collective being saved. that's where we are now in God's plans. so now we can save massive numbers of people. A lot of people are getting the solution with the false uh the false gods out there. their gods are disappointing them. Are we ready as a church to receive them? Do we have the truth or we just have religion to offer them? They are coming from religion they don't want more religion. they want the truth they want love they want fellowship with God. They want God revealed to them. That's the key. It's not enough to heal them in their bodies. A lot of people get ill, and they go into religion. So they move from religion to religion. We are not offering religion. We are offering Christ. That's what we offer here. So I pray for you that this message would enlighten your darkness... And open your eyes to see the possibilities inherent in you the possibilities that is available in christ now please remember that christ is a community jesus is an individual but christ is a community and when christ is revealed there will be healings physical healing spiritual healing mental healing emotional healing all kinds of healings and there will be innovation there will be ideas there will be solutions. There will be light instead of darkness. There will be life instead of death. Death will be swallowed up of life. Corruption will be swallowed up of incorruption. Mortality will be swallowed up of immortality. That's the idea. That's what God wants us to know. So I pray for you right now to see this truth and begin to walk in it with your all heart, your whole heart may you find people will agree with God then agree with you to come together in Jesus mighty name, Amen for you to fellowship like this you must receive Christ so it is a decision that you must have so I will ask you to read Romans chapter 10 from verse 9 to 10 read this and be free receive Christ. If you believe that Jesus died for your sins and resurrected the third day for your justification and that now he is Lord of all, if you believe this and confess him as Lord if you say Jesus is now Lord, not the devil, not you your life will be transformed you will become a new creation in Christ Jesus and have the potential to solve every problem as you come together with the saints in Jesus name Do that and find a place of fellowship. If you want to fellowship with us, send me an email at ApostleIsrael at gmail.com. ApostleIsrael at gmail.com. God bless you. Amen.